For go-getters and just going to betters, it's the pre-W. Smith Show with Jeff Sloan on 760 WJR. All right, welcome back. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Sticking with a focus this morning on the job market, we all know there's a really welcome, a much-needed focus on DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, having parity in the job markets, both in terms of opportunity as well as in terms of pay. And Lauren Weber, reporter for the Wall Street Journal, has just published an article in the journal that shows that this pay gap between men and women, we thought maybe started later in careers, but the reality is, according to reporting done by Lauren, it actually starts early. In fact, new data shows it starts right out of college, and that's not good. Great to have focus on this. Let's do something about it. Lauren Weber, tell us. Well, it's often assumed that men and women are paid differently after women start having children, raising families. Uh, You know, obviously men also are part of those families. But the idea being that women might take time off from the workforce, might drop out for a few years. There's also something researchers have identified as the motherhood penalty, which is the idea that even when women don't necessarily leave the workforce or take long time out, they're perceived to be less committed to their jobs, and this results in lower salaries, fewer promotions, et cetera. Well, new data came out from the Department of Education this year where they looked at tax records of recent college graduates and discovered by digging very deeply into specific programs that these gender pay gaps actually emerge much earlier than in many cases we expected or realized. So even three years after graduation, in 75% of the college programs they looked at, this is undergraduate and graduate, there were pay gaps that favored men. You know, this, this is always such a curiosity to me. Certainly it's a reality, and certainly it's something we need to address. What is at the heart of this? Why is this this way? Well, this was really the heart of the reporting that me and my colleagues did in this story, because it's not clear why this emerges. The fact is, Discrimination does happen, but there's not a lot of outright discrimination still in the labor market. It certainly exists. And we spoke to people who had experienced it, women who we interviewed for this story. But there are a lot of subtle factors as well. One thing that was interesting, we found uh, particularly looking at law school graduates from the University of Michigan, where there was a fairly significant pay gap between male and female graduates. More women go into public interest careers than men. Men are likelier to go into corporate law jobs, which of course pay more. So in some cases, it's your choice of occupation once you get your graduate degree. So whereas the median for men graduating from the University of Michigan Law School in the years that the education department looked at, the median salary was 165000 For women, it was 120000 It's a significant gap. In some cases, we saw more women going into, say, public defender jobs, things like that. In other cases, there are confidence gaps. So, for example, at some dentistry schools, we wanted to look at an occupation where there's really very few things you can do with that degree. So you wouldn't expect to see a pay gap. For instance, you get a DDS, you're going to be practicing dentistry. So why is there such a huge gap between graduates from the school we looked at uh, with one of the biggest gaps, the University of Texas Health Science Center at San Antonio? Men were earning $140,000 three years out. Women were earning $103,000. These are medians. Well, what we found was men seem to come out with more confidence. I mean, we often talk about a confidence gap between men and women and not totally clear where that comes from, but 
men are more likely to start their own practice directly out of dental school. Whereas we found from talking to a lot of women, they may feel coming out, I need a little bit more experience. They might go and do a one-year residency or work as an associate dentist at another person's practice for a few years before starting their own practice, which is the far more lucrative path. And then in other cases, you have these very subtle experiences of women being steered in one direction or another, often based on stereotypes. So for instance, women graduating from a petroleum engineering program, we talked to quite a few, and there were some significant pay gaps from some of the programs. And a number of women we talked to were told, oh, you don't want to go and work in an oil field. It's really messy. You can't wear high heels. You can't wear makeup. You know, if the question was not quite that direct, it was clear what the implication was. You know, so it might be a subtle steering of people, of women away from more lucrative paths in a way that men themselves are not necessarily going to be dissuaded from taking certain of those jobs. And for some of the women we spoke to, they were like, no, I want to be in an oil field. First of all, that's where I can make more money. Mm -hmm. Second of all, that's the experience I want. It sounds way more fun and exciting than being an analyst behind a desk. So, you know, people make assumptions and those can work their way into people's minds. And especially if you're a girl growing up in America, sometimes those assumptions start, you know, from the time you're a child. You know, boys get their own set of assumptions that they're told. But, of course. you know, in this case, it can, it can end up that it leads to lower lifetime earnings for women. Well, you know, I'm encouraged by one thing that is interesting to me. I did not hear you really refer to the condition being a circumstance really driven by an inherent or natural or nefarious prejudice of any kind, really. It's more about cultural and circumstantial factors or maybe even uniquenesses and distinctions in the way men think versus women think about their careers and what the right career path is. That is true in many cases. I mean, I will say we did hear instances of women talking about, you know, what seemed like clear discrimination. Unfortunately, what we found was that Nobody wanted to go on the record talking about that because these women felt that yeah. it was career suicide. So, you know, whereas we heard those experiences, we rarely use anonymous sources in the Wall Street Journal. So if unless someone was willing to put their name to a story, we couldn't include everything that we reported. But I'll never forget this young woman who told me her own tale. And then I said, well, you know, did you ever consider bringing a lawsuit or, you know, would you like to share this story in the Wall Street Journal? And she said it would be career suicide. I don't yeah. want my career to end. I'm only a few years out. So, you know, it's unfortunate that we can't draw more attention to those instances. It is unfortunate. I'm curious about one thing. Does the data reveal any circumstances of this being a condition in reverse? Yeah. So, you know, I about 75% of the roughly 11,000 programs the education department looked at. And if you go on our website, you can actually search by specific programs. So people might want to look and see how their alma mater and their major stack up because you can actually really search by, you know, psychology majors at a particular university. It's very detailed, which is what makes this data set so interesting. But in about 75% of the roughly 11,000 programs the department looked at, there was a pay gap favoring men. So in about 25% of cases, the pay gap favored women. What we found, though, was that in some cases, the pay gaps favoring men were, you know, by 40%, 50% more, you know, they were being paid that much more than women. In the program, the few, the 25% of programs where women out-earned men, the amount they out-earned by was very small. I think, you know, rarely topped, you know, 6% or 10%. Right. But even 
parody is good. I mean, parody is good. So even if we get to that point, you know, and there's enough circumstances where at least it's a level playing field. You know, we don't need to look for the advantage. We just need to look for fairness and equity. Exactly. You know, parity is the goal. Um, And that would mean, you know, not only that people are being paid fairly when they're going in for similar jobs, but also that nobody's seeing any career paths being closed off to them or, you know, both men and women are feeling that they can pursue the same kinds of career paths. And that's obviously the goal. Lauren Weber, important subject matter. Thank you so much for enlightening us. We appreciate it. Let's hope this gap does narrow and continues to narrow toward the the ultimate goal, as you say, of parity, of fairness, equity. That would be lovely. That would be absolutely lovely. And we appreciate it. Lauren, thank you very much for being on. Thank you for having me. Okay. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. <laughs> 